what to do when you're feeling overwhelmed on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Digit. Save money without thinking about it. Get paid $5 just for signing up at servenomaster.com backslash digit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. Coming back from my trip to America, I made a lot of amazing contacts. And in fact, I would almost say that I made too many because there are more projects and opportunities coming in than I can keep up with. And I'm always trying to keep my relationships hot, keep my contacts fresh. And so I latch on to every opportunity that comes my way. Everyone has an idea. I say, yeah, let's talk about it, let's try. And already this week, I've spent almost 10 hours on the phone talking to people. That's more time than I spent on the phone in the entire three months before I went to America. As I'm sure you figured out by now, I hate talking on the phone to people. I do it very, very rarely. I like talking to Skype here and there, but I hate filling out my calendar. My calendar had all these events this week for people that I was meant to talk to. And each of those conversations was awesome and very valuable, and that's why I did it. But because it's so different to my normal rhythm, I started to feel a little bit overwhelmed. I have all of these projects I'm working on, and I sit down every morning, and suddenly there's so many things going on, it's hard to decide what to work on first. I want to work on this, I want to work on that, I promise to work on these two things, I want to get this done. And there's such a wide breadth of things to work on that it can become very stressful. I don't have deadlines for most of my projects. I can turn them in at my own leisure when I feel ready and kind of work at my own pace. And I could also, when taking new jobs, just push my projections out a little further instead of saying one week, say three weeks, which every client or every part I work with would be fine with. I don't need to push myself that hard, but we get into these moments, whatever you're doing, where we start to feel that stress, whether it's self-created or from your job. And we have that moment, we have those moments and we will, and they can come from other directions as well. Maybe sometimes you feel like nothing you're doing is working and you start to feel overwhelmed in that direction. I just noticed to myself, uh, especially around Tuesday this week, that I was feeling like really mm, antsy or just starting to feel down. My body started to feel a little bit worn out and I realized I need to self-analyze. I need to figure out what's causing this and kind of isolate my problems. And the first thing I noticed was that I hadn't gotten any exercise in a few days just because events came to a head that affected my ability to exercise Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday morning. Normally when I get up in the morning right around 6 a.m. after I record my podcast episode, I do a bit of yoga with the wife. We have a yoga DVD that we like a lot right now, DDP Yoga. It's so fun and it's really effective and when I do it, I can feel the pounds melting off. I lost about five pounds last week. Very excited about that to kind of be back on my rhythm. But Sunday morning, I realized uh, we, our sleep got messed up because our son was sick. Then Monday, something else happened with the other kids. And so I wasn't awake at the right time or I had a phone call meeting or something. And Tuesday, my wife I had to take the boat to the other island and take the boat to the other island. We have to leave before, just to leave before five. So we were up super early and I was helping her get ready for the boat and all those things happened. And then I was alone and I slept in. My rhythm got all thrown off. So uh, for me, if I go three full days without exercising, I start to feel really bad. I don't feel good like not emotionally, not physically, it all starts to come to a head. So if you're feeling moments of overwhelming, the first thing to look at before you look at your work, before you look at your spirit is to look at your body. 
Mind, body, and spirit are all connected, whether you are religious or not, spiritual or not. We need those three elements. And you can think of spirit as morale if you want to, instead of thinking of it as a religious or spiritual component. But it's basically desire, how we're feeling, our internal state, our internal emotional state. So first, I realized my body wasn't in sync. My body wasn't feeling right. Fortunately, I am in a situation where it's quite easy to correct that. I grabbed my board, went out in the ocean, and got a brutal workout. I'll tell you this right now. I went out with my new intern, we were on the waves, and it was brutal out there. It was just so wavy that I couldn't even really catch any waves. I was so busy fighting, but by the time I came back, every muscle in my body was killing me. And all of that tension had left. So whatever exercise you have in your life, they all remove stress. I know that people talk about yoga as the great stress reliever as the type of workout, and it certainly is, but I feel the same way about anything. If I go out and lift weights, if I go out and work on the ocean, if I go for a run, I do any of those things, basically it's like I sweat out that stress and that tension. So if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, it's very possible that it's your body. I do the exact same thing as everyone else. When I have too much work coming in and I have to choose what to give up, if I'm feeling too busy, it's usually exercise that's the first thing that goes out the window. That's the first thing we go, oh, I don't have time for this one. We toss it. And that's not the way to do it. It's unfortunate, but it's what we do. It's the same thing as like every high school, when it runs out of funding, the first thing that gets tossed is the music program. We always toss the things that don't seem valuable on paper, but are actually necessary for our souls or necessary for the health of another part of us. So make sure, especially working from home, especially when you get so busy, whatever you're doing, you need to have something physical to keep your body in rhythm. Even if you're skinny, which I'm not, and you kind of look like you're pretty healthy, we still need to have something steady. And it doesn't have to be hours and hours. The reason I love my yoga program, and I'm a big fan of it, unfortunately they no longer have an affiliate program, but I still have to tell you, DDP Yoga, it's really great. You get to watch a professional wrestler kind of shouting and getting you excited with how they get excited, and the workouts are all 20 or 25 minutes. After a 25 minute workout, I feel the same way I do after an hour yoga workout with someone else. I love that efficiency. I don't always have an hour but I can always make 20 or 25 minutes. So don't let time become your problem. Now, one of the challenges with health and fitness, one of the big barriers is the distance between you and where you go to work out. So if you live 10 minutes from your gym or 20 minutes from your gym, well now, every time you want to go to work out, it's an additional 10, 20, 40 minutes just to get there and back. So I do recommend having something in the house where you can get in a quick workout. But oftentimes, just going outside into your backyard, into nature, is critical. It's the getting outside that makes a difference. Sometimes the walls start closing in. I can go on a work project where I realize I haven't left my house for like days. I go downstairs to get some food, I exercise in my room, I work in my room, I hang out with the kids, and if I'm not paying attention, I don't spend enough time outside. Another way to help with feeling overwhelmed and tension for me is I spend time swimming with my kids. I'm still teaching my son to swim. He's got a long way to go, but he's getting better and better. He's learning to f swim frog style using uh, this training program that I'm enjoying so far. And twice in the last week, we found frogs in the pool. Might have been the same frog, because last week the frog was a lot smaller. So it's great for him to see his inspiration. I go, swim like that guy. And I find that helps to ease my soul a little bit. Not as much as exercise, to be honest with you. The exercise really makes much more of a difference. But we also have to do things that we enjoy so we can remind ourselves, why am I doing this? Why am I putting in these hours? As people get successful, they continue to work those long hours. If you train yourself to work 14 hours a day, even when you have enough money in the bank, even when you have enough reserves that you can take the next six months off if you need to, 
you could become tempted to keep working those hard hours because it becomes your pattern. The way you work when you're building your business is the same way you work when you've hit success. You don't want to become someone who works so hard that you never actually do the things that you got into business for in the first place. The reason I work the way I do, the reason I worked from home, I moved my office from outside my home to inside my bedroom so that I'd be near my kids more. If we start to slip away from that, then what's the point? I don't want you to lose those things. You can become very much a total work person. Now I know we were talking about having too much work and feeling overwhelmed, and yet the one thing I'm not talking about is work, and that's because taking your eye off the problem off gives you the distance to then make those decisions. Because guess what? Pushing something back till the next day usually isn't an emergency. Lately I've been working with someone who, every time we talk, it's something that has to be done in the next few hours, it's something that has to be done immediately. And I said, we can't work like this. You have to just take it slow because you won't enjoy the journey. Everything can't be an emergency. If the people you're working with make everything an emergency, you need to go in another direction. One of the experiences from my family, it's filled with lawyers, and one of the members of my family, they would always get a, a project from someone, and they'd say, look, this is an emergency, I need it finished immediately, work all weekend, work overnight, just get it done. And then they would finish the project, hand it to the person, and it would sit on that person's desk for anywhere from two to six weeks. As soon as it gets to the boss, or as soon as it gets to the client, it's no longer an emergency. So pay attention to uh, the people that you're surrounding yourself with and make sure that they're not introducing anxiety into your bloodstream. I have to be very careful when people start to introduce stress and say, oh, this is an emergency, this is an emergency, to say, I don't work that way. I can't allow stress into my life. If you've listened to some previous episodes and you've read Servant Master, you know that I had a heart incident when I was younger. And I'm not willing to introduce stress into my life because it could take me away from my children. Stress is a very dangerous thing for me and it's not worth doing it. It's just the worst thing to bring into your life. It's so unnecessary. We have this tendency to live one second at a time. And a couple hundred years ago, we'd say, oh, I'll meet you tomorrow, I don't know, like when the, around the middle of the day, and it'd be like a four hour window. Now we want to meet people to the second, and I'm the same way. If I set up meeting at seven, you better believe I'm ready at 6.59 and waiting for the clock to tick over. That's just how I am and that's how we've kind of become because I respect other people's time. And that's why I don't like having meetings because suddenly the clock becomes important. I don't use an alarm. I don't set an alarm in the morning and guess what? This morning I woke up at 4.59. I woke up a minute before five anyways. I expect to wake up at five. That's just the time my body wakes up on its own. It turns out when you say to yourself, wake up at five over, 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 over again, you pretty much always do. I can't remember the last time I've slept in. Now, if something happens when I'm working till midnight or the baby's up all night, I may sleep in an extra hour till six if I don't set an alarm, but pretty much I'm always up at five unless there's a major incident that kind of messes up with my rhythm. So I don't have one of those perfect mental alarm clocks and I've never had this before in my life, but now that I don't have stress and I'm in control of my schedule, I end up waking up at the same time every day anyways. And at, when I had a job in the past, I didn't have to get up at five. I used to have to get up at like seven or 7.30. So this is a whole new world for me that comes because I've lowered my stress levels and my body is more in touch with my desires. Now as far as organizing your actual projects, there are two types of projects that we talk about. There are projects that are short-term money and projects that are long-term money. For example, if I'm writing a book for Amazon and I'm releasing it on Amazon, that's long-term money. That's something that'll make a little bit a day, a little bit a day, a little bit a day for a long time. Whereas if I'm writing a book for a client or doing a ghostwriting project or doing a sales letter, that's fast money. We have to find that balance. 
that's really the way I believe in and the structure I believe in for growing your online business is to build up your war chest with short time money, fast money, so you have time to build long term money. Unfortunately for me, the things I want to do the most, the things I have the most passion about are always the long term money projects. They're always the things that will take longer. So whenever something gets pushed off, it's one of those. It's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. So take a look at your projects and say, do I need money right now? Or am I under a money pressure? Then do a money project. If you're not under that pressure, push back the due date on the money project. I can push back the due date for pretty much any project I'm working on. I can just tell the client, hey, I need an extra week to make it really, really good. It's totally legitimate because I don't do emergency projects. Now, every once in a while, someone will come to me and say, hey, I need this done by this date because it's an emergency. I need this done in four days because the first person I hired failed. I don't get those very often anymore. I don't take those as much because then it takes your whole schedule. But people will pay a premium to get exclusivity. So sometimes people will pay me double or triple to own my time for the next four days. They go, don't work on anything else. Let me buy exclusivity. And you can say that to someone, whether you're working on a, with a client or working for a project in the company, say, is this important enough that I push everything else off my desk? If it is, I'll do that, but you have to pay extra for that because I'm gonna build up a little ill will with some other clients. These steps allow you to push the stress back. There really is nothing that's an emergency. Most of the time when something is an emergency, it's because the first time they did it, they didn't do it right or because they procrastinated. It's just like when you're in college and you wait until the last minute the night before to work on your paper and study for a test. It's not the teacher's fault, is it? It's your own. You can't blame your teacher who gave you two weeks warning to study for the test when you didn't study for the first 13 days. That's your own fault. So we do have to look within ourselves and within the people we're working with and say, what's the source of this rush? Why are we suddenly in a rush? Now, sometimes an opportunity will come your way and they'll say, hey, if you do this in the next three days, it'll be awesome and we'll do this for you. Sometimes those come my way and I say, look, I don't work that way. I'd love to be part of that project, but I can't do something under pressure like that. It's not worth it to me. It's not that important. And sometimes you have to say no to things that you want to do. It's hard, but it's important because if you push yourself too hard, you'll wear yourself out. And for everyone, it's a different part. For me, it's my heart. I wear my heart out and I'll be done. If I push myself too hard, I might have to take a few days or even a week off work and I don't want that. I find that balance. So make sure that you are working on projects that will give you the rewards you need. Sometimes for me, I'm so tempted to only work on my passion projects when I need to work on my ghostwriting and client projects too. It's finding uh, that perfect balance that's hard. When thinking about what's overwhelming you, oftentimes it's money. And an important lesson for money, and this is an area where I'm very weak, so that's why I have to talk about it. It's not as much about what's coming in, it's about what's going out. Right now, our TV is acting like a real jerk. We bought a new TV for Christmas, I'm not gonna lie, we brought it from a, a, an unknown brand. A little bit, uh, it was like a 55 inch 4K TV for really cheap. So I knew it was like off brand, made in a sketchy Chinese factory, but it seemed like a cool opportunity. We grabbed it and it worked amazing for about a month or six weeks. Now, after about 20 minutes, it turns off. So you get about 20 minutes of good, amazing crystal clear picture watching a movie or playing a video game and then it turns off. The good news is the sound continues so you can still hear the video game. So when the picture goes off I can hear my character dying. When this happens I have to pause my game, turn off the TV, wait a minute, 
turn it back on, sometimes it'll give me another five minutes of TV time. It's so annoying that it's like this situation I'm in, it's totally real. So now I can't sit down and play a video game for four hours. It's actually a gate on my misbehavior. And in that way it's good. But my wife and kids can't watch movies because there's no movie that's only 20 minutes long. So when looking at replacement TVs, they're expensive. And so it's this new expense and I go, oh, we could spend money on a TV or we could just accept that this thing is a little bit annoying, wait another month to continue to build up our buffer because we're trying to work on being better at having a bigger and bigger buffer for family emergencies and things like that. And it's one of those decisions, right? It's so tempting to go, oh, I have enough money for the TV and I certainly do. We could easily afford a new TV, but a new TV for what we want, I was like, maybe we need to get a real brand. <laughs> it's gonna be almost three times what we paid for this one. And it's tempting to make that expense. I'd also love to get a new paddleboard. I'd also love to get a sweet Phoenix 5 watch. I've been looking at one of those. Those just became available. And that would be, uh, the, the second two, of course, are for my health. They help me exercise more, kind of help me stay on track more. But we have these decisions. We go, oh, I could spend this money because I have it. That's kind of the way I was brought up and it's the way of the American culture. So we have to constantly resist that. Because guess what? Having more buffer feels pretty good. When you're feeling the money stress, sometimes it's like, oh, I shouldn't have bought so-and-so a few weeks ago. So as you're making financial decisions, it's important to talk to someone. If you don't have to talk to, talk to your dog or wait a day before you buy anything expensive. Oftentimes, I'm thinking about buying something and then something happens. The TV only stopped working about on Sunday or Monday. On Sunday, I was actually talking to the people about buying the watch. The watch is far less expensive than the TV but suddenly this other problem came up. So it's nice to have not spent the money to have the choice. And of course we go back and forth. There's another off-brand TV we could buy from a brand we've actually used before, but it like makes me nervous. So do I want to go to another off-brand or do I need to go to like a big brand like Sony or Samsung or LG, like a company you know? These are some of the decisions that are real in my life. And when things go tough, they can start to pile up. So if you're too busy, the money is starting to go low and you have an exercise, you suddenly have the perfect storm. You have the Bermuda Triangle of stress. I know you can't implement all of these changes at once, but having a few different things to work on can really make a difference. If you're feeling healthy in your body and you're feeling stressed out at work, the problem may be your spirit, your morale. And the way to deal with that is to do something that's pleasurable. For me, it's taking my kids for a swim. It may be for you yoga or meditation or going on a ride on your motorcycle, you need to have something that for you is just a pure pleasure activity. For me, yoga is about losing weight, so it's not a pleasure. It's a, something I do with a purpose. I have more pleasure when I go out uh, paddling because I really enjoy it, but it's also, I have, there's a little bit of a purpose. Whereas when I'm swimming with the kids, I'm, I don't expect to lose weight from swimming with the kids. I don't expect to get stronger, but I just enjoy it in the moment. So it's good to have some activities where there's no extra purpose or no extra value, so you're just doing something for pure enjoyment. Controlling your schedule, being a little bit organized, they're very valuable. I've actually been talking to an author that I'm a big fan of, and he's working on a new book that's all about organizing your structure, and he's really the expert on uh, time management and controlling your days. And I'm excited because we're gonna do a little cross-promotion in the next few weeks when his new book comes out, and when it does, I'll of course share it with you. It was one of the best conversations I had this week. I'd actually wanted to talk to this guy for a long time. And when we finally got together on the phone, it was really exciting for me because I love what he's doing. When it comes to time management, I'm actually very, very bad. Every time I talk to an expert, they describe I'm so unstructured. 
I kind of just sit down and work on what I feel like and I don't have like a really fixed day like other people do. We organize in Evernote, we organize in some software. I try. It's an area of weakness. So rather than try and share that with you guys, I'm going to bring an expert in who's going to tell you a lot about his expertise and I'm hoping to have him in for a guest episode and he'll talk about his new book which is actually the new version of a very popular book about controlling your habits and controlling your day. I'm excited about that. I like to bring in people who are strong in areas where I'm weak and I'm willing to admit that I'm not the best at everything. So I'm excited about that and it might be that's the area where you're struggling in. That's why I'm bringing in someone else because I'm not the best person to help you. If it's your day structure, your internal structure, then maybe you need to have a little bit more firm walls about each thing you're working on. Whatever's building up that stress inside you, whatever's causing you to feel overwhelmed, the main advice I can give you is to be proactive. Isolate the cause of your stress and see if there's something you can do to immediately remove it. When I first got into business, I had a great deal of stress and my heart incident were caused by a bad business partner. This is someone who eventually stole a great deal of money from the business and spread a lot of bad rumors about me. But even while we were working together, I could expect to receive between 40 and 100 emails, texts, and Facebook messages a day, checking up on the progress of my work and demanding me to work harder and getting more things done faster. And my stress began to build up more, 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 more to the point where I did end up in the emergency room. And when I cut that person out of my life, even when he stole a great deal of money, even when he was soiling my name and we had to threaten to go to the lawyers, I felt a level of freedom that I had never felt before. I finally understood the Tina Turner divorce. When Tina Turner divorced her husband, who was a rough guy, you know, and in the movie I saw, he hit her. I obviously can't be sure of that because I was never there and witnessed it, but they had an abusive or unhealthy relationship. And when they got divorced, she said, all I want to do is keep my name. I want to continue to be Tina Turner, that's her married name, and of course she's obviously a superstar now. I'm sure you know a couple of her songs if you're older than me, if you're younger than me. She was a superstar when I was a kid. And she was also in one of the greatest movies of all times, Thunderdome. I, when I left that relationship, said all I want is my name. I don't care about the other stuff, I just want my freedom. Whatever it takes so that you never contact me again. And of course when I left that relationship, he did steal some things, some content I'd made and then sold it, pretending it was his own and built his own business off the labor of my back. I don't care. That part I don't even care about. I don't care about what he stole. What I did care about was that he continually started rumors about me online and kept posting things that weren't true on Facebook until I brought up the lawyers and said, look, you know what, let's just go to court and open up every email we've ever sent to each other. Because I have a thousand emails where you called me bad names and said you were gonna do horrible things to me, including murder me. And every time I say, let's go to court, he would shut up. And finally, after three or four times of that, over the course of the next few years, he was finally was totally out of my life. I did run into him a few weeks ago when I was in California and he looked so old. He looked like he was at death's door and it brought a smile to my face. I was like, this person having them out of my life removed all of my stress since ending that relationship, my life has gone straight up and I'm happier and people love me and I'm having fun and I have my kids, everything's wonderful and his life went straight down. So I didn't need to seek revenge. This is why I say what you put into the universe comes back. And when you put out bad things and do bad things to other people, it comes back your way. And when you do good things, good things come your way. So the final lesson I'll share with you is don't seek revenge. It's not necessary. People that do bad things, eventually bad things come their way. If you're feeling stress from someone in your life who's causing you problems, 
just cut them out of your life. I've had to do this a few times and sometimes it stinks. If you have a job that's putting too much stress on you, maybe you need to change positions or change things. You don't have to stay at a job. If your only reason you're there is to make a certain amount of money, but it's killing your soul, you may have to make a decision that's a little bit tough and go, you know what, I need to work in a different department, I need a different boss, I need someone else. Because there are certain people who, especially managers and partners, and everyone has someone in their life who just pour stress onto those around them. Just like I was telling you, the person who says everything's an emergency until it's on their table. I hesitate to call this person, that type of person a monster, but they're not a good person. There are people who it's always one rule for everyone else and one rule for them. Kind of like politicians. The more you remove those people from your life, you'll find, oh wow, I'm making 90% of what I used to make, but I'm five times healthier and five times more happy. This is one of the reasons my main role in business is I only work with people I like. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson the hardest way you possibly can. You don't have to feel overwhelmed or stressed. You have a pattern in front of you that works. The serve no master system works. The things I share with you are exactly how I support my family, buy the things that we need and take care of all of our needs. You don't need to worry about that. As long as you put in time, time plus what I'm sharing with you equals enough money to live the life you want. So don't let anything else get in the way. You don't need to let those little fears slip in. And instead, just make sure that you're enjoying the journey enough that you can stay the course. If you push yourself too hard and force yourself to quit, it's not worth it. I'm really excited to have you with me on this journey, and I'm really excited to introduce you to one of the people that I look up to very soon in a very special episode that'll probably come out maybe uh, next week or so, or maybe in two weeks. Uh, just gotta lock in the right time for that interview. And just remember that after the darkest of night, the sun always rises. The dawn is an inevitability. So if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, be proactive and say, I need to do something to deal with this. Even if it means taking a half day off or stepping away from the project, you'll find, guess what, it's still there tomorrow. Your work is not an emergency. Unless you're a soldier or fireman or a policeman, well yeah, then you have to deal with emergencies. But filing a, a paper on Thursday or Friday, that's not an emergency. Either day is probably fine. So take control of your destiny, and this is exactly how you can remove that feeling of being overwhelmed. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Join me on my Facebook page at facebook.com backslash serve no master.